Okay, hello everyone. This is Mike Cleveland, and I'm with a new friend, James from Texas. And James, we're quite a ways away. You're down the south. I'm up here in the north, but we're together in the Lord. And thank you so much for joining with me and coming on to share your story here. Sure, it's great to great to be here. And I uh, was talking with you earlier, and I read your testimony, and um, it's it's really powerful. And I just have appreciated what God is doing in your heart and life. And um, you have finished, is it the Purity Boot Camp course or the Purity yes. Follow-Up? No, the, the the Boot Camp course. Okay, good. All right. Very good. And um, we had agreed to discuss beforehand Galatians 2, 20, and maybe 21 if we get to it. So, um I'll just read that here. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, James, as you look at that verse, you know, the first part, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. And I think what Paul means there is his old self his religious old nature self uh, had died with Christ. And, you know, for me, uh, my old self um, revealed itself in the areas of impurity and pornography and drunkenness and deception and things like that. And uh, I was in it for many decades. Um, maybe, how about you? you? Just share a little bit about what what your old self was was like, and and what your journey was. Yeah, so I've uh, I've been struggling with this since I uh, figured out uh, through some counseling that it's been uh, about twelve years old, and I'm fifty four now. So, wow. Yeah, it's been way too long. I mean, so 40, mm. 42 years of uh, of dealing with it. I mean, I would have times where it wasn't a problem, but then uh, most of the time it would come back and then always the anger and rage and uh, guilt that went along with that. And then the, the hurting of my family members. And, uh, and so it's been way too long too much time given to the enemy. Yeah. And that's, that's a typical story, isn't it? How anger and rage go along with impurity. I, I was the most angry person I knew. I just had so much rage, um, was basically shaking my fist at God. And, yeah, you know, in Proverbs 19, it says that the, the wicked will ruin their own lives and then blame God. You know, and I think I I was doing that for many years. Did you? So you actually got exposed to this at at twelve. That is very young. Um, how was that? What was that through? Did you well, just find some <clears throat> magazine somewhere, or how'd that happen? I I did, but I had blocked. Uh, so I was actually sexually abused at, uh, um, and I think it was around twelve because I completely blocked it out till my mid twenties, late mid to late twenties. It came back, and then uh, um, my counselor had one of the counselors that I went to actually wanted me to prosecute. Um, it was a cousin that did it, and I just assumed that the time had lapsed on it. But just this past year, my brother, so I have a brother that is uh, um, 
16 years younger than me was actually abused by the same guy and uh, oh wow so brought it all to a head this past fall um he did press charges and uh, they arrested him and he admitted to it and uh uh you know and actually even blamed all of the victims and so they he's uh, been indicted and um and all of this and so that actually gave me a whole lot of you know, I hung on to that of being is giving me an excuse of saying, well, I've been abused and therefore, you know, I have something to go back on. But, you know, going through this class and and then counseling that I've received, good counseling, I've received some counseling that it wasn't so good. Um, but I've this I think I wrote uh, in my uh, testimony about how this all dovetails together. A friend of mine um, shared with me some some teachings on uh uh, dealing with, you know, habitual sin and, uh, pornography is definitely that. And so then I got, uh, hooked up with some biblical counseling, some ACBC counseling. So not, I mean, they're 12 sessions and they're done. I mean, it's not a lifetime thing. It's, uh, turning you back, memorizing scripture. I mean, basically just very, very similar. And, and that's where I even heard about the course. So I had not heard about your course. Mm. Um, and had gone through this, set up a uh, uh, a plan, um, an action plan, and started the counseling. Very first session, he asked if I had heard of the Purity Boot Camp, and I recommended that I sign up. And I'm, I'm wanting to get better and was all in. So signed up that night and got started and uh, have gone through it. And then that really dovetailed with where he was going. I mean, it's almost like I'm sure he's read through this stuff. Uh, it's almost like it was put together in tandem. And so, uh, mm. been very that was just God's, yeah, that's a um, rescue plan for you. Right. Um, I, I, as you think about this statement here that Paul makes, I have been crucified with Christ. Um, do you see the truth that your old self died with Jesus? Um, the reason I'm asking is uh, all the other, you know, worldly methods. Uh, I think you mentioned, 12 steps, or I'm not sure if that was you, but uh, mm-hmm. other, you know, attempts to get free will focus you on yourself. Well, according to the Bible, that self died with Christ. And so um, how do you understand this passage? Are you seeing it this way that your old impure self actually was put to death on the cross with Christ? Yeah, that completely relates to to what I've seen and kind of the new um, I mean, so I've been a Christian since, uh, even before I got into any of this and before any of this happened. And so, um, and I've been very involved with church, know a lot of scripture, even taught some at church and, um, the gospel has never been so alive to me and the cross of Christ has mm-hmm. never been so important. I always, thought of it as a historical fact. Okay. That's where we start, but then we go on and we go past that. And now, now I'm not going past that. I'm daily, you know, going back to the cross and staying in sight of the cross and staying in the, um, you know, warring in the shadow of the cross and just continually. So I've got this renewed love for Jesus and for an awe of what he's done. And, uh, and not that I, and so I don't want to downplay my previous life, but I can completely downplay my previous life 
uh, so to speak. So I just said the same words twice, but I hope you understand what I meant about, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not downplaying Christianity uh, in my previous experience with it, but I'm damn wanting to uh, underline how um, unfree I was. I was not living. And so because of that, I've very rarely witnessed because I didn't, I didn't want what I had much less. I mean, how, what kind of a salesman am I? And so times of guilt, whenever you feel like you need to be witnessing and you try to tell people about Christ, it, it's just fake. And it's not. Um, and even the, so the counselor that I've been going to, he's a uh, biblical witnessing is the simplest thing in the world. Tell people what God's done for you. And that just hit so hard because previously I didn't realize that I didn't thought God had really done anything for me because I'm leaving this life of guilt and shame and anger and just, I mean, so I didn't talk telling anybody. I mean, now I'm telling people, mm. um, I mean, coworkers and things, when they say something negative, I just turn it right back around to what God has done in my life. And so I've actually mm. have something to share now, neighbor, you know, just mm. talking to him. And uh, it's very, very uh, exciting. And, and it's mm. very neat to see that my old self was, that life has been crucified because I've been through, uh, so I went through 12 step program 20 something years ago. And then recently I've been in Castamonia and going through, uh, and I've been to celebrate recovery. So I've been through three different programs and, and the focus, so I just had settled on that. I was always going to be, uh, an addict. I mean, so we, you know, you constantly, every time you go to say something, you have to remember to say Hi, I'm James, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, porn addict. And so I thought it was very funny. The last three meetings I went to, one of the guys, he got confused and he kept in, you know, I thought it was a slip the first time, but then he did it. But every time he said it, he said, you know, his name was James also. He said, hi, I'm James, grateful porn addict and believer in Jesus Christ. And so he had it oh, switched around and you know, everybody <laughs> kind of chuckled. And, and so, uh, uh, man, I but they they do that that does it. It, it speaks to um, the fact that you know they teach once an addict always an addict, mm-hmm. um, and and I think for the world that's true because um, you don't have Christ and you don't have freedom. If the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. And the way He does it is to take us to the cross and show us that my old self that would view pornography and get drunk and lie and all those things died. Uh, literally in God's eyes, James, your past person died. Right. And, and with Christ, he was up on the cross with him. Um, he died with him. And so now it's not that I'm trying to get better and trying to sin less and try. No, I died. Right. Um, now we still have flesh, so uh, we still have the remnants of uh, that old man, and so we can still sin. So it's not that we are now perfect and don't, you know, no longer stumble or whatever. But to view our identity as having died with Christ is very freeing, as you're describing. And yeah. I appreciate James what you said about the cross because. As you know, most people believe the cross is for salvation only, and then get on with it. You know, go into the deeper teachings, right? Um, leave the cross behind. What What would you say personally um, to people who have been taught that the the cross is only for salvation, and then you leave it behind? Um, what, what just what words would you have for uh, people who might believe that way? 
Yeah, well, I had the so I've never heard that you know actually said, um, but I definitely lived that way. I mean, I just felt like that was just a fundamental, uh, you know, almost something that since I was saved so young and went through catechism in the Methodist Church and these things, you know, that's for junior high kids and whatever. And then now we need to get on and like you said, well, we have endless meetings and talk about the depth of of different things while everybody's just waiting to get out of there and uh, mm-hmm. go back to do whatever, whatever they were. And so um, I would say that uh, the cross is fundamental. I mean, that the gospel, and as we read through, and so as we've been going through counseling, we've been going through just uh, underlining all of the, um, so reading through the epistles two per week and then going underlining every command in there and, uh Man, it's just, it's like reading the Bible for the first time. And it's all about mm. the gospel, the gospel, and what God has done. And then no excuses, not giving us excuses, telling us to to do what he says to do, to do what God commands, to do what God, uh, and all of that just seems so, I just glossed over all of that in the past mm. because I couldn't do it. But now right. going back to the cross daily, um, so it's not that I that I can do something now that I couldn't, but I do it in Christ's strength. So I don't want to so mm. to sin. Um, and so I'm like you said, I'm not perfect now. I'm not. Um, but the motivation to desire that is is dead. Um, and so it's it's just amazing. So I would say that anyone that says that the cross is uh, you know, that's elementary teaching and to go on with it already is that you're completely missing the power, the power and the importance of, uh, and it's not some, uh, you know, name it and claim it or, or, or kind of meditate on it and try to, you know, visualization technique or something like that of, you know, okay, concentrate on the cross. If you get in temptation, you know, that would be some more the, that would be more of the same of the, of the, 12 step and then all of the psychology it's not that at all yeah. it's it's uh it's the power of the holy spirit is what's there yes that's exactly right well and that's what paul says next uh, i no longer live but christ lives in me yeah um and so we were raised from the dead with christ and he by his spirit lives inside of us and there's the power we were missing um there's the the supernatural strength that uh, enables us to just turn our back on yeah. uh, impurity and and to be glad to be done with it. You know, I've I've never been happier, James, uh, since I've been free from that stuff. Um, it was killing me. Yeah, you know, and and it felt like a an anchor that just weighed weighed me down and was pulling me down all the time. Well, that anchor was cut at the cross, and I rose from the dead, and I'm free. Right. You know, it's a big difference. Um, what do you What do you personally see here, where it says, um, "the So he says, Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God." What is that like for you? how How do you experience the truth of of this passage? Um. So the the biggest thing to me is. Uh, by living in the faith is uh, the not being weighed down, but being turned loose. I mean, there's a freedom and um, 
And like you said with about the anchor, that really uh, connects with me of um, because I've uh, it's given me the ability to go on. So in the past, I would if I'm tempted with something or if I'm, I get a, to a point where I'm frustrated or don't know what to do and work or something, I would then start to flounder and uh, yeah. waller around in my own misery and guilt and then end up going and doing something I shouldn't do. Um, so it's been so freeing now that um, I'm getting stuff done. So I just, you know, I don't, uh, I don't go there. I just go ahead and either get with the, so uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, like the idle hands or the devil's workshop kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, so living by faith and walking by faith is just going ahead and, and doing whatever. And so it's like, uh, doing projects around the house, um, getting things done, getting, you know, making phone calls that I, I don't like to talk on the phone much. So I don't call people and, and face confrontation. So just getting yeah. it done. So it seems like uh, the simplest thing, it, it's almost like, um, you know, just take care of business and, mm-hmm. and then things fall in line, but there's the biblical principle in that because it takes the faith for me to do those things because I want to sit there and, and think about it and overanalyze of, you know, and try to find excuses and why I can't do it. And because of my, I'm a failure and and, and then, you know, just go down that whole path. And then by not even going there, by just going ahead through faith, uh, stepping forward and doing what needs to be done. Um, So it it does sound like a lot of self-help, but it's not through my power that I'm doing that. Uh, that's so right i'm trying to relate the results of what i've seen not the way i've come through it this is what i see having stepped through it looking back at it, it looks like well i'm just taking care of business getting doing whatever needs to be done next uh you know staying keeping things clean keeping um but it's you know it's it's that's the effect not the cause yes exactly right that's important to say and then what's also important is what you said earlier you have the same stressors. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like um, when you you get free that your stressors change. You know, you still have your same circumstances that you live in. Oh my in. gosh! It's right. It's just that it's, we deal with been, them differently. What's been worse? I mean, the things that have broken. Uh, just ever since we've been going through this. So I coming home from counseling, ran over a six by six log in the road took out two of my car. So my wife was following me. We hooded it with both cars, took out two rooms on my car, uh, knocked out the the alignment on her van. Um, so that took me a couple of weeks to get fixed. You had to get towed home. Uh, then the window got broken out by the lawnmowers at work. So I'm at work last week and the window gets broken out. I mean, so just, uh, the hot water heater went out. I mean, just everything. And, and yet, So we, we know that it's not, you know, it's so stuff like twice as much or three times more than just normal life. And so we really see it as, as a testing of what are you going to do? And, and it's not, well, now what, what would you have done in the past? Now, would that have been, would those have been the accumulated stress and pressure that would have caused you to go do porn or something? Yeah. And rage in the past. Yeah. So definitely would have fallen into uh temptation. Uh, when I, when I'm alone, uh, and then rage, um, 
you know, just blaming everyone about everything that's breaking of why is this happening? And, and so, and instead we just, I mean, it gave us opportunity to witness to the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, truck driver about how good, I mean, you know, the tow truck driver, how good God is. And, uh, Oh, all that is, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. So that, that is such a 180 degree change uh, from what you would have done, how you would have responded in the past. And that's right. what I was saying. We have the same stressors or in your case, um, double up on them or triple up on them. I mean, wow, that's a lot to happen in a short period of time. Um, but the reality is that you're free now. Christ lives in you. You died to the old, you've risen to the new life. Um, so the power is in your own death. And your own right. resurrection. So now Christ living in you, you respond entirely differently. Um, and that's that's beautiful to see. Are you married, James? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And it, does your does your wife has she known of these struggles? And what's the, what are things like now? Yeah. Well. Uh, so this has been an ongoing struggle. We've been married for uh, thirty two years. Uh, I better get that right because it's not 1989. So it's been 30, uh, 34 years. And so, uh, man, time flies. And so we've had, oh boy, I've had this struggle. So she's been very angry about, uh, all of this. So that's been the point of contention our whole life. She's very excited about the change. Um, and she's going to counseling. So we're going to counseling together and, uh, because she's done counseling previously, but this guy's meeting with both of us. And uh, um, she, uh, you know, he's asked her to forgive. And, you know, and then a lot like some, like the, I don't remember which uh, meeting it was, you know, where at the end of one of yours, there was a, a video or a recording where you and your wife had, uh, were talking about forgiveness and, and about, not about a cheap, you know, where the world would say, you gotta, you gotta keep that, you know, you got to punt, you got to make them pay. You can't let them off that yeah. easily. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's really been working with her on that. And uh, so I've seen changes in her and she's definitely seen changes in me. A couple of weeks ago, she mm-hmm. said, uh, she told me, you know, where's my husband? What have you done with him? And so, uh, and that was one of the better moments. I mean, so I've, uh, you know, I've had some times where it wasn't so good. But, uh, yeah, but to hear that at least once, you know, after 32 <laughs> years of always being the uh, doing wrong and everybody being mad. Yeah. Well, it goes along with the passage we're reading. And when she said, what, what have you done with my husband? This right. says exactly what has been done. I have been right. crucified with Christ. Uh, so that, that the old me is no longer alive. And right. she's yeah. seeing that this is the result of, uh, the work of Christ in you. Um, I don't know if you have your Bible there. I thought we'd finish with verse 21. Uh-huh. Um, do you, do you have your Sandy yeah. or I can just read it? No, I have it there. Verse 21. Yeah. Galatians two twenty one It says, uh, I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So you could, you could, you know, put in there where it says if righteousness could be gained through the law, you could say through your own self efforts, through, um, 12 step groups, you know, through, 
um, anything that you do, right, where I'm going to turn over a new leaf, I'm going to, I'm going to do better, I'm going to all those things, if you could really do that, then Christ died for nothing. Yeah. And so he's, in essence, saying the cross is the solution uh, for, you know, righteousness, because when Jesus died, James, your sin was taken off of you completely, and his righteousness was put on you. That And so, you are fully righteous right now. Um, and this is not something you worked for or obeyed your way into or right. stepped your way into. Um, this is just the power of the gospel. And you believe it and you live it. Um, as, as we come to a close here, uh, what would you say, James, to people who are um, where you used to be? Uh, who can't ever, because I remember you told me that you couldn't think of yourself as ever being free, right? That right. you you thought that you would always be an addict or something. Right. Yeah. So I thought mm-hmm. that that was the the best. And that's all I see in, in uh, Castamonia and uh, Celebrate Recovery is, you know, the people that leave there, they leave and fall away. It's so just assumed and had settled into that I'm always going to be known as an addict and always a, you know, damaged goods, uh, so to speak. And, you know, completely the opposite of what we just read right here that, uh, right. you know, if Christ, then Christ died for no purpose. If righteousness were through the law then Christ died for no purpose. And so that's something that I've really latched on to is uh, that if, you know, if that's the best that there is, then man, what a waste of, of God's son to come and yes. to pour out his life for us to, to go around defeated and having to introduce ourselves as hi, I'm James, a porn addict and, and being known as that. And so, and just completely focused, you know, turning our focus off of helping others. And that's one of the biggest things that we can do wrong is to, turn inward you know i mean because selfishness and all that that's all taught about in church and uh, and you know even the world accepts that through the church but then what the world has gotten into the church is turning away from um you know you know because all of this recovery stuff has just completely settled into the church into a whole lot of yes. counseling and yes. uh, and it denies the power of christ and so yes what was amazing whenever we started this uh counseling with the ACBC, uh, they gave me a little book that was written in 1971, Christ and Your Problems, a little 20-page book. Um, I didn't even notice when it was written, and it talks about how you know it's all about we're all in this together. We all have similar problems, even with Christ, and that uh, you know it takes the church confronting sin. And so, so much of the church, and this was written in the 70s, which just surprised me because I was just a little kid then, but to see, because mm-hmm. it's even gotten worse now, I would say, because mm-hmm. we go to church and nobody wants to, oh, well, they're just uh, a sinner. Uh, and so you've got this quote unquote problem. And so you need to go off over there instead of just confronting mm-hmm. it. No, it's sin. It's sin in your life. And, uh, you know, yeah. Christ died for sin. So he's got the answer. Yes. And so one of the things that I've held on to all through all of the uh, counseling and recovery and all of that is, you know, I don't see this in, you know, I don't see Paul getting people saved and then sending them to 15 years of counseling. I mean, right? he, he puts them to work, exactly. spreading the gospel yes. right then. And so, I mean, the yes. power of God has to be in there somewhere. <laughs> yes, so exactly I'm, right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think what you you said is really important because if you're um, thinking that you're damaged goods, then you have an identity that is one who always fails and, you know, I'm just going to be this way. Um, And so your identity is what drives what you do. Our identity is who we think we are. Well, in Christ, who do I think I am? Um, One who has no sin on me. Um, one who has the righteousness of Christ on me. So I'm blameless right. and holy. And so I, I don't in myself, of course, I'm not any of those things, but that's my identity now. So I begin to walk that out in my daily life. It affects my choices. It affects how I live. Um, and I can, I can tell it sure does you as well. Right. Uh, so James, I think you've been very encouraging to people uh, who would listen to this, I, I think that you have the solution of the cross of Christ. Um, and that is where all the power is. Uh, you know, Romans 1, 16 to 18, the, uh, the, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And so we think, well, yeah, salvation. No, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 says, for us who are being saved, it's the power of God. So for Christians, you know, for us who have already become uh, Christians, the cross is still the power of God for us. Yeah. And I think you're experiencing that. Um, So anything uh, final that you'd you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd like to thank you so much for for pushing this, uh, putting this together and for promoting it. Uh, I mean, this is life changing. And, uh, Mm. you know, I don't want to give you credit as a man. I want to give you a Amen. As a, as a son of God and as a disciple of God, in in mm. putting this out here, this is the truth of God, and by standing and promoting this, I mean you're setting people free, and so I really mm. want to commend you for that, for your work and and doing that, mm. and uh, it's just it's life changing. Um, um, well, thank so you. Thank you. Um, I I do believe fully that all glory goes to God, as you do. So um, we don't take any of it, but uh, thank you for saying that. Thank you for your testimony, uh, James. I appreciate so much hearing from you and seeing your absolute change of life. Um, right. I, I'll always remember uh, the statement from your wife. What have you done with my husband? Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. So thank you for coming on and, and sharing with me. All right. All right.